Hello and welcome to a, another edition of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. I'm Reese, and I am joined today by Dan and Danny. I am not Ron Burgundy. I have not got an auto prompter in front of me, and I am just a bit surprised we're podcasting this weekend after uh, after the race being cancelled. Definitely the right call. Um, of course, our thoughts go out to all those affected in the Emilia Romano region. It's uh, it's about time F1 got one of these weather decisions right, to be honest, because they should have done this with Belgium and didn't. And, uh, well, they've learned from the lessons of history. Anyway, let's get into what we're going to talk about. What are we going to talk about? See, for those that are paying attention, Danny doesn't pay attention. We know what we're talking about, Danny. Come on now. Well, you put the stuff, you put the stuff in the chat of what we're going to talk about, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ever professional yeah. here, guys. Ever professional. As there is no race this weekend, we're going to look back at some of our favourite wet weather races, drives, and also rank who we feel are the best drivers on the grid, with the exception of Hamilton and Verstappen in the wet, because with those two, it's not really close to anyone else. So, Danny, you kick us off. Your favourite wet weather drive that you've seen in Formula One. So, in this list, we can't include Lewis in any of these lists. No, right? no, we can include we can include Lewis. I'm just saying when we rank at the end. Um... My favorite wet weather drive of all time um, is 2008 Silverstone. Um, that's my favorite. Uh, but then in my honorable mentions, uh, 2020 Turkey and also um, 2016 Brazil was just a great wet weather race for some of the top drivers there for Max as well. Kind of his break breakout race of him breaking out in the wet and Lewis just controlling that race from beginning to end considering the circumstances being being down to nico who was leading the championship at the time um yeah those will be this will be a 2008 silverstone lewis won by a minute over a minute lapped everyone up over the field uh up to third place and i think um it was uh honda's uh honda got a podium that day uh rubens brilliant uh, strategy call yeah brilliant brilliant strategy call and just also honda was a was a, they had a two good drivers. Their driver pair that that year were really good in the wet, and they uh Button had. There's like another wet weather drive is um Hungary 2006 uh, Jensen's first win as well, um in the Honda team, which was um great moment for him, and it's a great great wet weather drive. Yeah, I've got to agree with especially 2008, probably one of the greatest wet weather drives especially considering how fresh in the sport lewis hamilton was back then i mean now he drives well in the wet and no one is surprised but back then i don't think anyone quite saw the performance coming which he put in dan what's your favorite wet weather drive see i'm torn between two either the 2010 chinese gp or 2007 European Grand Prix, wasn't it? Nürburgring? Right, I'm going to go 2007 because I'm pretty sure that was the year. Which driver? Lewis. Because. Didn't Lewis not finish that race? Yes, but did he also not wait in his car for someone to push him out of the gravel or move him out of the gravel? (laughs) They told him to turn the engine off and he was like, absolutely fucking not. Get my car out of this fucking gravel pit now. (laughs) And also, obviously, in that one, 
they had like multiple red flags and I'm pretty sure every driver and his cousin spun out on that corner. It was just, yeah, like it was just, it was a quality race in my opinion. So Dan, the question was your favourite wet weather drive, not favourite wet weather race. Yes, but my favourite wet weather race and my favourite wet weather drive is the same. 2007. Got you, got you, got you, you. no worries, no worries. Lewis Hamilton. Can I I piggyback on that? I think uh, Alonso's drive on that race was was amazing. Um, Yeah, I thought Alonso's was a cracking drive. Yeah, of course, but that year um, in that race, I think Massa ended up uh, inheriting the lead. And um, yeah, Alonso just drove the hell out of that McLaren, especially in the in the changing conditions to have a great battle with Massa in the end. They had that famous incident in the waiting room. And they had to be separated by Ron Dennis. That was pretty funny. Because didn't Massa pit with like a four second lead or something like that, and then they just en- ended up just all going wrong, didn't it? I think it was that race. I think it was that race. But no, it was like... just, I know. I know. Like Kimmy, Kimmy in that race also had his. Uh, his mistake where he missed a pit uh the entrance where he cut straight through and Nurburgring in the in a, the final turn that was pretty funny that is literally one of the races when there's no racing i search uh online to watch that race just over and over i just love it yeah exactly like this week when they were practically swimming uh in italy that was rough Extreme flooding, the whole pit. Uh, F2's garage were, were flooded out. If, if anybody knows, they will assist right on that on the river. Um, don't ask me the name of the river because I don't know. But it's hard to um, it's hard to do any good change any changes on that track on that level because of the proximity to the river. What's your favorite wet weather drive then, Reese? So I was I was really torn um, on this. I was thinking, I think, what was my favorite wet weather drive because. Hamilton's had some great ones. Verstappen's had some great ones. I, I look back at, I look back for my favourite drive, and I think, well, what was truly flawless? I, I don't say Hamilton 2008. I know I remember him going off then. I don't say Verstappen in Germany 2020 because even though that was a phenomenal, phenomenal drive where everyone else was tra- crashing on the drag strip and both Mercedes had in had issues in the uh, anniversary race with the special livery. For me. I think I had to go quite a way back. And uh, I mean, for me, second place is Senna 1984 Monaco in the Tolman. I thought that was a phenomenal drive and he was robbed of a win that day. Um, but for me, Schumacher, Spain, 1996, I think is the best wet drive ever in Formula One. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that i watched that race back and i'm in disbelief of how he how 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 he did it i just i look at the other ones i think oh okay i can see it's tricky but now this one i just i'm just in pure pure disbelief i was a uh, not a good ferrari if i remember correctly <laughs> i was not Shocking. a good ferrari yeah and that was his first win with ferrari i believe i'm not sure if it was his first i think it might have been um of course, they were a nowhere team back then. It was yeah. shortly after he left Benton, probably some eyebrows raised because he's a double world champion with Benetton. He goes to Ferrari, and yeah, <laughs> it's not exactly worked out. But then this this race and this win was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Now we know how Charles and Carlos feel. The only difference is that when it rains, one of them will always crash. They don't have a team, and they have a team of solid engineers with them. 
in Ferrari compared to what they had back then. They had Binotto. Pretty sure Binotto would have been in the uh, in the team back then. Uh, he he definitely was in. The, he was definitely there in the Schumacher days of Ferrari, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in there in the early two thousands. Early two thousands, bit bit before his time, maybe then. <laughs> maybe Binotto was the solution. Bringing in Binotto was what turned him hey. into winners. <laughs> Just thinking, actually, on the race that I picked, was it not the race where Winklehop led a lap? Yes. <laughs> yes, Marcus Winklehop. The one pitted one before the race started. <laughs> Took on the. Uh, Pitches for wets or inters? Full wets. Full wets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we also forgot to mention uh, 93 Donington. Yeah. Of course, a legendary opening lap. Probably one of the best ever. Alain Prost, uh, Alain Prost seven times, I think, went to the pits in that race. What year, what year What year? did you say? 93. 93, yeah, yeah. At Donington. Yeah. Had a cool Sega Sonic, uh, Sonic trophy as well. Speaking of iconic opening laps in uh, wet weather races, Kimi Raikkonen, Portugal. It was a uh, uh, is it Port is it Portimao? Portimao, yeah. He started sixteenth. Sixteenth to seventh or sixth in the first lap or something. Like Sixteen to six, something like that. Yeah. So and it was like it was like he was just driving a different car. It was like yeah. he was driving a Red Bull, and everyone else wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he um I think he battled Leclerc in the in sector one in that race. And he got ahead of him. And Leclerc was in a Ferrari. Yeah, right. I just remember Raikkonen absolutely. I mean, he had a knack for that, though, didn't he? He was yeah. always a very good wet weather driver. Yeah. That's another good, great career with Kimmy. Get into a good uh, retrospective of him. The Iceman. What is Kimmy doing now, anyway? He's, he's still... Father of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Father of the year. He doesn't leave his sons abandoned in random gas stations. <laughs> it has been confirmed uh, Rob, Robin right I think it's his, his son's name Yeah Ferrari champion in 2032 right Probably Probably about the only time he starts to win a race <laughs> oh. 2032 oh, Thanks Hit me in the fields why don't you Not even racing Ferrari are taking an L this weekend Yeah but they needed to go with a scuba team Fuck it. Fuck upgrades from a, uh, <laughs> from Mercedes. That's one thing I think we should But Mercedes, they, of course, had their upgrades coming in this weekend. Would have had their ones coming in this weekend. Uh, same with Ferrari. Uh, they would have had their new rear suspension coming in this weekend. Um, I think I think another team had a new floor they were going to bring in. I can't remember who. Don't say but, Red Bull. No, it wasn't Red Bull. <laughs> no, I need another new floor. Someone, someone else was bringing up to another floor, and I think it might be now for a Mayo. Um, do you, knowing you've got these upgrades ready and available, do you take them out to Monaco, or do you wait until Barcelona? No, I think you you take them out. You still want to take them out. You still want to have some kind of running, but I know the setup in Monaco is going to be. It, it, Monaco's very. Uh, the track is very, you know, dependent on the car setup. But I think you have yeah. to bring it and try it. Yeah, but but is is it worth wasting the time trying to upgrade that you know aren't going to be on the car? They need to get numbers. They need to get da- uh, data on him. How much data can you get? Sorry, American. How much data can you get from? <laughs> Got him. How how much uh, data can you get from a uh, a race like Monaco or a track like Monaco? It's uh, it's not like you're going to go around with the aero rakes onto 
see how it's all performing are you and more to the point i think how with these new parts they're not holding them back and then make until they've got multiple spares they will have like maybe one or two of each one of each part do you want to risk that at monaco well you've got the walls where it could all go wrong and you could rip up your many 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 months of hard work yeah if it's me i'm i'm saving them monaco's the wrong kind of track to be testing those kind of parts really it's it's just a try not to crash track isn't it really like i love monaco for the sentimental value of it and for all that kind of stuff regarding the sport but it's a bollocks track it really is like the cars are too big for it they've outgrown the track yeah it's just it needs to go off the calendar put put another track on the calendar and get rid of monaco but it's but it's all the pompous and parade of it all and the casino and the water and the yachts and stuff like it. it's a great experience i've been a couple of times but as a race you know it's going to be shit yeah well there would definitely be a lot of money being transferred being moved around that weekend when we had a choice on like the third year to go to spa or monaco and i was like mate let's just go to spa and at least you're going to get like some decent high you know high speed racing whereas the fastest bit in the in the monaco grand prix is a tunnel isn't it that's literally it other than that it's corner 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 stop corner 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 that's just yeah i mean it's a challenge at monaco and this qualifying day at monaco is the main attraction and the qualifying at monaco is worth every second that you spend watching it but the race is a is a procession and all you're doing is hoping that you will get something that will come and mix it up a, a rain shower or something might come in and people have to time when they're going to pit because it's you can just say, be at front manage your pace manage your tires the car behind you pits for the undercut and you just you know that's when you go i have a question so if we were to hypothetically get rid of monaco what track would you bring back that isn't on the calendar now that could give better racing than monaco portimao that's very quick reese danny um Track, track in Germany, Hockenheim. It's a big market, underrepresented. There's no track there right now. Yeah, they lost Vettel. They lost Mick. It'd be a shame to see, you know, Germany, uh, the you know, the excitement in, in Germany dwindle down. So I think a race, a track there would be great. A race. Oh, so it struggled with the fan base. It's struggled with funding. Mm. I just don't see a German race being you know a big a big feature at the moment it, yeah, and saying it's going to come back and stick around it just doesn't i mean they 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 track shit they well they shared the contract didn't they to try and mm-hmm. ease the costs it just seems like something they couldn't do portimao for me i say portimao another one of course people do love istanbul park but i feel like if you're taking monaco out you've got to put a european race so yeah if you weren't going to portimao, european, I'd say yeah. germany yeah i agree I it has to be a european race i agree Dan, which track would you go for? See, I would go for a non-European race, but that's only because I just like to throw curveballs. What track do we currently race at when we go to Japan? Or do we not race at Japan? We, play, Japan? we, we, we race at Japan. Of course, we race at Suzuki, but I'm guessing you're thinking of Fuji. Yes. You go to Fuji. I like that track very, very much. I would, but... If we're going into Asia, I liked Fuji, but I was a massive fan of the... Uh, of the Malaysian circuit, Sepang. Same. I thought that yeah, was a phenomenal yeah. track. It's one of my favourites to drive on the games it was. 
even though it was an absolute bitch to to try and do. I mean, turn was it turn sixteen? The left hander just every time caught caught you out. Horrible corner on the racing. <laughs> on a racing game. You race too much with Tim. Tim doesn't. Tim doesn't play well with others. Oh no, I couldn't race online. I couldn't race with Tim on F1. That'd just be asking for trouble. <laughs> he crashes far too much. We need a new <laughs> front wing every. That's why we stick uh, to breakfast. <laughs> shout out to Tim out there chilling, probably on the beer. I don't know. Shout out to Chris as well. Still in hospital, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. still recovering. Um, yeah. He'll be back soon to irritate us, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait, boys. I can't wait. Nah, I'm a, I'm only joking. I, I do miss these little motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just come out of my tin hat theories. I I need someone like Danny or Chris to like to keep me in check. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I messaged uh, Chris a while a couple of weeks ago because uh, obviously I hadn't I hadn't done the first couple of podcasts, and uh, it's been a while since I heard him. Definitely a while. Chris, I'm sure will be back soon. Uh, stronger than ever, I'm sure as well. You know, that man is tenacious. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> he's fighting. I think his fighting spirit could uh, honestly be an inspiration to a lot of people. I look now at um, where I've had the IndyCar on the TV in the background. The Sky adverts come on the back. Sky Sports F1. It's that Hamilton double overtake last year um, at Silverstone. And I just think if we're talking tracks and tracks we bring in, is there a track in the world that you think you would rather than adding a current grade one track? You would invest bring it up to grade one and add that to the calendar instead. So is it any track in the world? Any track in the world. And the bring exception it up of, to, um, and bring it, it to it, F1 spec. Bring it to F1 spec, yeah. So with the exception yeah. of like your current current Home ones. You know, yeah. So yeah, any, any, yeah. You can't, you can't put the go-karting tracks in there. So we've already got um, for that. Hmm. I have a couple, but they're all stateside. Uh, I'm guessing Glenn. one is the Glen. Yeah, there's there's obviously, the Glen. Obviously, standard obviously. American answer. It it is because it is it has it's a track with a lot of prestige, history. Um, it's in a beautiful place in upstate New York. Um, I don't know, it's just a it is a great place. Uh, but then there's other ones. Uh, I give it to um, Road Atlanta has a really good track. Uh, Virginia International, which is not far from me, found out. Um, that's a really good track. Laguna Seca would be sick. See the cars go to the corkscrew, full beans, and then just having a downshift. Well, I, reckon the, I reckon the cars are too big to even go through the corkscrew without bottoming out or taking a nose off. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it would. <laughs> a lot of scraping. But yeah. Laguna Seca and Watkins Glen. Dan? Uh, I'll be honest. I completely forgot how to say it. But it's the Portuguese circuit. The circuit... Estoril. 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 I love that circuit as Bring well. Bring back Estoril, huh? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Because we, we we need a bit of sun. We can do uh, Barcelona, zip over to Portugal, and then just continue on our way. Be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's it that the thing is that makes too much sense for Formula One to do that. They'd have to go to America in between. Fly 500 miles and then come back. You know, instead of going 100 miles up the road. Yeah. <laughs> Net. Net zero in fifty fifty four. Well done, everyone. <laughs> well, to you guys. Well, what about 
any tracks in the UK? Well, I was just going to say, I've got two tracks that I would think of. One being Kalami in South Africa. Oh. The other, Brands Hatch. If Brands Hatch could be renovated to have the infrastructure to handle an F1 weekend, that is a track with real history. For me, that's that's the one that you would say, yes. Yes, like Brands Hatch. I mean, imagine having two races in the UK. We'd sell out no problem, even with the way that F1 are hiking their prices up at the moment. Yeah. See, I'd go with Donington, although I think it would take more, to, like more investment to bring that one up to scratch. I, I think that would definitely be an amazing track to get back to, just for like the nostalgic of it all. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I agree. So move on to uh, another point of talk- topic we had lined up, which was the our favourite wet weather race. Um, Dan, of course, you said yours being 2007 Nürburgring. Yeah, I kind of jumped the gun on that one. So <laughs> you get the same yeah. answer. I'm Somehow there. Hamilton's nightmare drive, but his tenacity was what made it your favorite wet weather drive. It was just an it was just an amazing race where everyone had a shit day, and yet yeah. it red flag, red flag, red flag. They made it out the end. They finished the race, and I just think it was a it was just one of them races where. Like you watch it back, or if, or if, if by chance you haven't seen it and you want to watch it back just to see what we're chatting about, it's one of them races that like you never lose interest in it. You don't no. think, oh, like, this is this is this is getting boring now. Like it's just I I I love it, love it. I remember during lockdown when we did our we did some watch parties, didn't we? And uh, that was one of the races that we we found and were able to show. Danny, what's your favourite with, with a race? What weather race? What weather race? Um, 2008 Brazilian Grand Prix. Ooh, and that's a strong yeah. answer. That's a yeah. strong answer. So let, let me tell you the benefits out of all of them. Um, uh, you know, without bias here, Massa had to do. What, he did what he had to do. Got pole. He he earned pole. He earned a victory, a, a commanding victory. I think he he was ahead of Hamilton by 43 seconds at one point in, in the final stages of the race. Insane. So he did what he had to do. Uh, Alonso had uh, ended up in second or third in that Renault that mm. o- suddenly found its pace towards the second half of the season. Um, you get to see Vettel. Vettel won his first race, uh, you know, a couple of months before that. And now he's coming in with a lot of momentum. There's already, you know, confirmation that he's going to be in Red Bull next year. So he's obviously driving with, um, with uh, you know, enthusiasm. And then, and then there's Hamilton, who just has to end up in fifth place to, to score a victory. And then the skies decided to open, and we had um, a historical finish and yeah, it was a great race. Because this is the one, this is the race where we were where Hamilton had to come through the field to finish in fifth, even though Massa had to come first. And we were just watching uh, the places, weren't we, trying to rack up the points? Just, and then, just trying and, to work it. Yeah. And, and then Massa's dad smacks the Ferrari <laughs> sign and like <laughs> smashes it all off yeah 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 I mean, that was a mechanic wasn't it there was the angry mechanic whilst yeah. Massa's father just stood there in disbelief oh, I'm trying to think what year it was now actually um Hamilton's first win in Brazil what year was that 2016 16 that was a great race that was probably one of my favorite wet races yeah. that or um the German Grand Prix the Mercedes nightmare even though I uh, <laughs> My favorite one of my favorite drivers you know the one i want to win the championship 
uh, that season because let's face it, Carlos Hines was definitely not going to do it back then. Uh, being, being Hamilton, uh, thinking, oh yes, he'll, he'll get some points, he'll get some points, and it just turned into a nightmare. But when you watch that race back, Verstappen span and won, and it wasn't like where he'd spin and win just to prove that he could spin and win. This is because he span and won. Couldn't believe that he was on the right, on the wrong tires or the right tires, and was very angry about it. Continued to win, but Vettel drove from I think it was 20th to second absolutely outstanding drive in a in a race where everyone else was bidding it off um Vettel also having the very recent heartbreak of crashing there out from the lead um I thought was I mean that was a cracking race but I think it was for all the right reasons as well it wasn't like anyone was having big big offs that were apart from the Bottas one of course that was a mega mega crash yeah all the other offs felt quite controlled it was just quite entertaining whereas of course the Brazil 2016, when there were the crashes in that race, you had, of course, every single one was right at the top of the hill. And it was like, oh, no, this could be disastrous. Every time you had your heart in your mouth, I mean, Raikkonen losing it across Oof. on the pitch straight, nearly getting collected by, was it Ocon? Or in the manner. Berline? In the manner, yeah. Yep. And, of course, you had Grosjean crashing before the race. But, you know, what, <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> Uh, at least when Max does it, he's able to get back on. <laughs> That's, that that was some... was Max is 30 seconds ahead of everyone else, minimum. <laughs> Where's that race? He, no, like in in one of the latest ones, wasn't he? he spun out. Um, uh, where was it, Australia? Oh, he, he, he spun he, in Australia. He went off, but I remember last year and traffic which track it was. But he spun. He, he overtook the clerk, spun, and um, then just overtook him again. And was it France? <laughs> So. But going back to obviously like 2008, didn't 2008 have like a fair few wet races? Because I know yeah. we had we had Monaco, Britain. Yeah. Well, that's another great one. Brazil, maybe Brazil as well. Brazil was wet. Um, was Japan that year? Yeah, Fuji. Fuji was, was that year. Was that yeah. Fuji that year? or Was it 2007? No, oh. I, I, was it wet 2007 and 2008? Wait, oh, no, yeah, my fact. 2007 it was wet. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I know Fernando won in 2008. Mm. But yeah, that in the Renault. That's, that's I mean, when global just, warming started, 2008. Yeah. Let's look at the results. Um, so Australia, dry. Malaysia, I'm pretty sure that was a dry race back then. Bahrain, Spain, Turkey. Then you had a wet Monaco. Canada, that was a dry race, wasn't it? 2008. That was dry. Maggie in France. Dry. Uh, yeah, prison. Germany. Hungary, Valencia, Belgium. That was dry, wasn't it? No, Belgium was, was wet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when um, Kimmy and Lewis in the last lap were, were battling. Kimmy spun off. But Hamilton had that penalty from the lap before when he tried to No, that was 2007. Him. Yeah, it was a dry race in 2000. In 2000 oh, hang on. Uh, uh, so Hamilton spins on the second lap. It's 2008. Massive won that race. In 2008, 2007, Belgium, Kimi won. That's right, definitely a dry race in 2008. Um, but yeah, Italy, Italy was wet, wasn't it? Vettel's first win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then you had Singapore dry, Japan was dry, I think. Um, in Singapore, you have the most, you know, the infamous moment. PK Jr. crashing. I know it's yeah. back on the news again because um, Massa uh, trying to revisit that. 
I mean, it should have been the, the race should have been discredited, but the problem is Massa didn't finish that race anyway. So to say he a race that he, he I mean, no, he 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 had the uh, fuel hose incident, didn't he? Anyway, he did get back. He did get back on track. Singapore Grand Prix 2000. You just can't bring up that that you want a title like ten like, plus yeah. years later, like <laughs> just just sat in bed feeling really down about yourself, like. Should we go steal the 2008 championship? Someone call the lawyers. Let's go. <laughs> Dickhead. The thing is, the two. Fa- I'm just looking at it now. Massa 2008. Oh, it's Japan. I'm just trying to find it now. Singapore. Yeah, I mean, he got conned out of it, didn't he? Of course, but then um... he did get screwed out of it. That is the moment where he lost the title. Well, I mean, really. Massa returned. So many... he, he, yeah. he fought back to 13th. Massa did when he he had the fuel. The fuel, it, the fuel hose issue, but you know, Massa had had issues in that year. In, in that 2008 race in Silverstone, he spun out what four or five times. Mm. Could, could you know there were several races where he had opportunities to catch up to Lewis and to make ground on him and couldn't. I think the, the thing is you don't lose a title. You don't lose a title over one race. You you lose it over yeah. many things across the season. It's like when people say Hamilton lost the title to Verstappen because of Abu Dhabi. He lost the title because of brake magic in Baku. No, it, it's all of these things that cause yeah. you to lose. You're getting stuck behind Alonso in Hungary. Mm. All the all these things, yeah. Or not calling, or not going to pit. Or yeah, not, not going to pit. Yeah, not going to the pits. Yeah. He could have been in first. So we hope you've uh, enjoyed hearing us talk about our favourite wet race memories. Um, of course, we've now got a double header to look forward to. Uh, we, were, we did expect a, a chaotic triple header. Uh, we got chaos, um, sadly, for all the wrong reasons in Imola. Um, but, you know, as long as that region is given what it needs by Formula One to help it recover. I know they have made a donation. Hopefully, they probably pledge some more. The uh, the guys at Alpha Towery, brilliant seeing them get all involved in cleaning up the streets. But until next time, Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, Apex Tracks, who, uh, who you know, always help us out. Uh, ApexTracks.com, A-P-E-X-T-I-A-X-S.com is their website. They uh, are well worth checking out for all your 3D printed track wall art needs. Um, but, yeah, until next time, if you'd like hearing what we've had to say, check out the link in our bio. Until next time, cheerio, guys. See you later, guys. Peace. Peace.